Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, you're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're discussing Pinocchio, Disney's live-action retelling of the classic tale. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And I'm keen to dive into Pinocchio with you, Lee, which mm. is a live-action retelling of Walt Disney's 1940 beloved animation about a wooden puppet who embarks on an adventure to become a real boy. A real boy. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Very well done. <laughs> Pinocchio is directed by Robert Zemeckis from a screenplay by Zemeckis and Chris Weitz. Pinocchio stars Tom Hanks, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Cynthia Erivo, Keegan-Michael Key, Lorraine Bracco, Luke Evans and Benjamin Evan Ainsworth as the voice of the little wooden boy. Yes. This film is getting absolutely eviscerated Ooh, online. what a word. I think it's got something like 20-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, on critics and audience alike. It's, Ouch. It's terrible. Mm. But I enjoyed a lot of this film. Okay. And I even got emotional a few times. Did you? At the nostalgia of it all. Yeah, that's nice. I want to start with this. I didn't actually know how much vitriol there was online yeah. about this movie because it has only at time of recording been out for like 48 hours or something. Yeah. But very, very recent. But do you remember much of the 1940 animated classic? Not a lot of detail, but yeah. I did rewatch it. Because I couldn't tell you the last time I'd actually seen the original mm. So, in that sense, I went in watching this film with quite fresh eyes. Okay. A lot of it felt familiar, though, yeah. from remembering watching it as a kid. Yeah. But I hope that was the right approach to watching this because it, it almost felt like a standalone film rather than a, a, a remake, if you will. Overall, what was mm. your feeling about it? Look, I'm not down to the 20%. We'll 
balance off each other to okay. understand. There was a lot to enjoy about it. I still really liked the film. Yeah. I just don't think it quite got the balance of things right. right. So here we go. Let's okay. dive into it. Well, first of all, I loved the way the film opened with Jiminy Cricket singing When You Wish Upon a Star mm. and setting the scene with the narration, which is yes. how the original animation opens. Yes. When You Wish Upon a Star – That song, which was an Oscar winner for Disney and Mm. became their sort of brand song, I guess. All their films open up with the castle with that score. Yeah. Mm. It makes me personally so emotional. It's so hopeful. It's so Mm. beautiful. It is. It speaks to any dreamer. And it takes me back to that simpler time when a Disney movie was a special magical treat that unlocked your imagination as a Mm. kid. So when you said... This film made you emotional. Yeah. You were emotional at the opening titles. Yes. Right? I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, for all our cynicism about the money-making machine that Disney, the studio, is, mm. it began as something wondrous and pure and aspirational back in the day. And Pinocchio is reminiscent of that period. Mm. Nostalgia is a powerful thing. Like, on top of that, I was just obsessed with Jiminy Cricket. Right. I think he was so well animated. Mm. The little chirps he makes when he jumps to... I liked that like, accent. Yeah. yeah, it was good. He was that really consistent lifeblood red thread throughout the movie, beautifully yeah. voiced and caricatured by Joseph Gordon yes. Levitt. He was so good embodying this iconic character. I found that a strange casting choice because Joseph mm. Gordon Levitt, he's a fantastic actor, mm. but I just didn't see it in the voice. I thought he was a bit young maybe to be ah. doing that kind of voice. But yeah, he nailed it. Yeah. I think he really nailed it. So charismatic. Yeah. And did you notice all the little nods to Disney films in the cuckoo clocks of Geppetto in his workshop? Yes, I loved that. That was so much fun. Yeah, and even Zemeckis' Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. Giving a little kiss. And then Woody from Toy Story was in there because mm-hmm. Hanks obviously voices Woody. It's Toy Story Pixar, so of course it's in there. But there you go. yeah, but Tom Hanks is the voice of Woody, so that was kind of cool. I liked that accent, that creative choice there. I loved how each of them ended with the little prick from Sleeping Beauty and then she would just kill over. <laughs> yes. And even the, the Snow the, White. Snow White biting the apple and then retreating into her glass coffin, pot, coffin or whatever. <laughs> you know, they were just a bit of fun. And yeah. it was like, oh, who's who? What, what's that? What did yeah. we just see? I, I liked playing that game. And I like they went back to it too because they yeah. did it really quickly and I was yes. like, oh, oh, oh. And then they went back to it and I was like, yeah. Yeah, that was that good. Was cool. There is a lot of touches from the original in there, like cute things like Jiminy Cricket leaning on the figure big derriere (laughs) and then going oh excuse me madam (laughs) but there's also a lot of new stuff Mm. in this film and we won't go into spoiler territory but there's a song that Geppetto sings at the beginning that's Mm. a lament about losing his son while he's working on Pinocchio so the change is that his son has actually died and we get a backstory to Geppetto which we don't get in the animation no I don't think so they've added things like that to make it more updated yeah you get more of a sense of who these characters are, well, Geppetto specifically, where they've come from and what they're feeling and yearning for. I really appreciated the addition of that song mm. for Tom Hanks to sing as Geppetto because yeah. you felt very empathetic towards him and what he was trying yep. to achieve and build and create with Pinocchio. I actually started crying Did you? during Geppetto's song. Gosh, you didn't have a dry eye for the first 10 minutes of the it, film. It hit me a couple of times. It mm. did. But what did you think about all the new songs that were added into the film? There were a few new songs, maybe three. Yeah. But the one thing I want to talk about first is, yes, we did have Jiminy Cricket open the film by mm. singing 
When You Wish Upon a Star. But in the animated film, he sings it later as well. But we had the Blue Fairy do it, Cynthia Revo, And she sang that live on set too, which was great. It does sound like it's being sung live. I enjoyed it Mm. very much and I Mm. think it was beautiful. God, I can't wait for her to be in Wicked. I can't wait to see her sing in Wicked. Yeah, it didn't have quite the same magic as Jiminy singing it, I think. Okay. But it was beautiful. I mean, that's interesting that you say that because I felt like it made more sense for the Blue Fairy to sing it It because she's the one granting Geppetto's wish. Do I think it may have gone to too many trills and thrills (laughs) instead of keeping it a really simple, somber song? Yes, maybe, Mm -hmm. but I found it quite a beautiful moment all the same. Can you answer me a question? Yes. When Pinocchio is lost and Geppetto goes to look for him, Mm -hmm. in the animation, does he take his fishbowl with him? (laughs) I found that very funny. (laughs) (laughs) He loves his cat. He loves his fish. Yes, I know. In the animation, maybe he did and maybe that made more sense, but in real life, it just looked really weird, him carrying a fishbowl around. Well, let me say this because it is really weird <laughs> that he was carrying a fishbowl to look for his wooden puppet son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many added elements in this film and characters and songs. Mm. Let me ask you this. Does it leave less room to explore the familiar structure of the Pinocchio story? Things have had to move fairly fast and mm. get wrapped up off screen sometimes yes. to fit all the threads in. So in terms of the pacing and how it moved, how did that hit for you? That is one of my bugbears in yeah. this film, an unfortunate bugbear, because they spend a lot of time at the beginning, rightfully so, setting up the story. Mm-hmm. We get Geppetto's backstory, all those things. But then we rush through stuff. Things happen off yeah. screen, like you said. The pacing gets awkward, And there are characters that you're introduced to who are bombastic and fun, like Honest John, which I want to talk about later. And then you never see him again and it just feels odd. But Honest John is in the animation, isn't he? Yes. Yes. But it's very brief. It's very brief. In this film. In this film. It's very brief. And that was a problem. And those were things, the transitions are a little clunky Mm. as Pinocchio goes on his journey and encounters more situation scenarios and characters Mm. that didn't quite gel together. Are you feeling the same? Yeah, I agree with you. And even the aspect of his nose growing when he tells a lie, I think they did that once. Once, yes. Surely that happens more in the animated film. I think it does. Because it loses its impact. That's almost an iconic element of the character. Yeah, it's really central to him learning his lesson about Mm. how to become a real boy. Mm. And that is brushed over for the adventure side a bit more. It's leaning into, I guess, what does it mean to be a real boy Mm -hmm. in today's world compared to what it was back in 1940 when this film originally came out. Mm. And what the Blue Fairy is asking Pinocchio to prove are three things. To be brave, truthful and unselfish. Mm. They're quite lovely sentiments, aren't they? do you see that character development throughout this film? I see him be brave, truthful. They touch on it with one nose moment. Mm. In terms of unselfish, I didn't quite feel that. Yeah, no, I'll agree with you there. Do you know what, though? Disney really goes for the jugular when it comes to tugging on the heartstrings Mm -hmm. and all the elements of that are there. As I said, my my heartstrings were tugged more than once. (laughs) When you grab the Kleenex 500 times more. We're not going to spoil the ending, but what did you think of the ambiguous ending? Because it's been changed significantly from the animation. I had no problem with the ending. Okay. How did you feel about it? Yeah, I thought it was fine too. I like ambiguity in film. If you're going for a frame-by-frame exact copy of Pinocchio, you're not going to get that No, it doesn't exist here. No. Which is important. Mm. When you're reimagining classic films, you do need to mix it up. Whether or not they got all of those different flavours right is to be decided by you watching at home as well. What did you think of Robert Zemeckis as a choice to direct? 
Okay, so I actually, and this is so weird because I am a huge fan of Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. We are a huge fan of Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. In my top five, Death Becomes Hurt, one of his songs. Yeah. I love Back to the Future. Yes. I love Castaway. Gosh, I could go on. His, his yes. filmography is extensive and insane. I didn't see Robert Zemeckis in this film. I didn't see his really? style. And I'm hoping you can help me see it because... It could have been any director as far as I'm aware. All right. it's Look, it's watered down a bit. His mm. style is definitely watered down. But when you name check Back to the Future, mm-hmm. that isn't particularly his style as we know it either. You know, I would imagine Robert Zemeckis' style is very stylized colour. Okay, well, there's plenty of that here. Yeah, exactly, because animation to live action lends itself to that really, really well. Indeed. I think Pinocchio suits Zemeckis because, you know, he's so good at films with a dark edge. Mm -hmm. And Pinocchio is quite dark, you know, between mean school teachers, exploitative adults and child snatchers turning kids into donkeys, for God's sake. Oh, my God. I think this falls into his wheelhouse quite well. You know, the Pleasure Island clowns in particular are the stuff of nightmares. Oh, my God. I could see him... Particularly his work in The Witches. Yes. Very much during that section of the film. Okay, look, I hear you listing all those things. You're helping me see Zemeckis behind the lens And And the way that Zemeckis brings worlds to life in his movies, whether it's The Witches, Welcome to Marwen or Death Becomes Her, as you said, Mm. which I watched recently again too. Oh my God, so did I like two weeks ago. God, I love it. It's so good. I'm obsessed with that film. They all have this stylized colour to them, Mm. which is perfect for bringing animation into reality, I think. Mm. This film had a $150 million budget, okay. which is insane when you're thinking that it was a straight-to-a-streaming-platform release. And there's only one major, major A-lister in it, which is Tom Hanks. Do you think this film looks like a $150 million budget? I'm, I'm talking about the CGI balance of things here. Okay, all right, let's dive into this, the special yeah. effects. I actually liked the special effects quite a lot in mm-hmm. this film. I mean, because... We're also watching it on a smaller screen. So maybe on a bigger screen, things might have been a bit more obvious if they mm. weren't seamless. But yes. in particular, I was obsessed with the Blue Fairy's wings. Beautiful. Like this flowing, ethereal mm. organism behind her was gorgeous and it looked fantastic. Anything around the Blue Fairy, I think, looked fantastic. I agree. And even when Pinocchio is transformed into a quote-unquote real boy at the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. the accents of that blue hue yeah. from the Blue Fairy come through and I found that very beautiful. And the way that Pinocchio moves in particular is like a marionette, very mm. jumpy and clip-cloppy. Yeah. I like the way Pinocchio's tail, when he starts to become a donkey, is also in blocks. Did you notice that? Oh, no, I didn't. Like building wood blocks. It was it was very cool. So That's it wasn't cool. quite smooth. Where the CGI becomes less believable mm. is when he's directly interacting with people. Like whenever someone picks him up, mm-hmm. Geppetto picks him up and spins him around a couple of times, which I thought was a poor choice because it yeah. highlighted how clunky that animation was. Which surprised me being a Robert Zemeckis film because he's very well known for balancing visual and special effects with live action. Mm. Think of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, think of Death yeah. Becomes Her. Some of those effects still to this day stand the test of time. Mm. So I Because found you use clever cuts yes. and angles and cutting away at certain times as well helps. It delivers a very believable, fun product. Here, I would describe the overall effects as colourful chaos. Okay. The CGI was just turned up a notch. I mean, some of the most uncanny moments of the film 
eye lines were all off sometimes. Characters were looking yeah. in Pinocchio's mm. eyes. They're really simple, basic things that took me out of it. I was like, I don't believe that he's sitting there with them because they're actually not looking at him in the eyes. Okay. And then, bloody hell, the foam on the root beer in the theme parks mm. and how quickly that liquid was being drunk, it pulled me out of believing the fantasticalness yep. of this film and the effects let it down. See, I'm going to disagree with you there because none of that stuff bothered me. As I said, the only thing that bothered me is when he was picked up and directly interacted with human people and Mm. the spinning around. It was like they were trying to show, like, look, he's he's right here. He's right here. And I just think that was the wrong move to Mm. go with. But like, who knew a crying puppet could hit you so hard in the feels? (laughs) I think in (laughs) terms of the feels. I think in terms of that when you were looking directly at Pinocchio and the way he was animated. I think it was very good. He was animated beautifully. And so was Jiminy Cricket. Yes, Jiminy was probably the best. Yeah. Best animated character yeah. in the film. I liked the animation. So there. That, so there. <laughs> Mic drop. Now, let's please move on and rave about Joseph Gordon-Levitt some more, please. Okay. As I've said, I've loved his Jiminy. His voice has this great raspy quality to it yeah. that's reminiscent of what I remember Jiminy should sound like. Yeah. Did you reckon they manipulated his voice quite a lot? You know, I could barely hear Joseph Gordon-Levitt okay. in the voice, yeah. which did they manipulate it? I hope not. If they did, well, the desired effect was achieved and I thought it was great. They would have had to a little bit. Do you reckon? Yeah. He reminded me of you know, an, old, an old timer. I, I love the tone of his voice too. He, mm. he sounded so, so good. And I think his story and development was pushed to the side a little bit more in this film. And I think it was in the animation. Yeah, see, I can't quite recall yeah. whether he was a bigger player in the animation or it's not. It's not his story, but it does run parallel with Pinocchio's. Yes. People are ranting about Tom Hanks's accent. Oh. I don't think it was obnoxious. I was fine with it. I had no issues with his accent at all. And you know what? He injects such gravitas into everything mm. he does. I just always enjoy his performances. He was wonderful. He was warm. And I love seeing him on screen. Always Tom Hanks. There was one thing about his character, though. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear what you think. This is where I think this movie lent into pantomime a little bit. Mm -hmm. Very much targeted at young children. I totally get that. And they do that well. But the muttering, the mumbling, the stumbling of Geppetto, the repetition of things he says over and over again, Mm. he's constantly self-narrating what he's thinking, what he's doing. I found that a little annoying Really? By the end of it. I found it endearing. Yes, it was endearing. But oh, you just said it was annoying. Well, no, it was endearing as well. <laughs> like I liked his performance. I found it weird that he just kept repeating and going on. Right. I, I don't know. I, I clearly can't put my finger on it, but it didn't sit quite right with me. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, there's a new character introduced called Fabiana, played by Kayan Lamaya, who is a puppeteer with Stromboli's troupe and she tries to help Pinocchio. I think mm. she was beautiful. Another one of those additions that's kind of shoehorned in, takes the whole Stromboli sequence in a different direction. It added another human layer and element yeah. to this story and a way for Pinocchio to connect with another child mm. as well, which I think was important yeah. here. And she had her own physical ailments as well mm-hmm. and a dream and she was caught in this world of really dodgy adults too. Yeah. So I, I liked the connection and the addition there. But then we take her story off screen and it gets wrapped up. We don't see it. I wonder how much she added to the film by being introduced. To be honest, I can't actually remember how her story got wrapped up. <laughs> so there we go. That's yeah. a problem. I, I just thought she left. I didn't realise there was some sort of quote unquote end yeah. to that inclusion there. 
yeah, that's the thing. When you're adding all these threads, you then have to wrap them up mm. and it's squishing a lot into an hour and 45 minutes. Indeed. Luke Evans oh, as brilliant. the coachman so good. is chaotic in the <laughs> best way possible. He pops up throughout Pleasure Island in these different outfits that are still really creepy and he's all wide-eyed and maniacal mm. with this grin that's just terrifying. Yes. You know, it's hard to do in musical form. It's yes. hard to make a character like that really sinister in musical form. He's very sinister in he's it, He's very isn't he? sinister. And Luke Evans is just a wonderful musical performer, so I think he did a great job. You could tell that he relished and loved in it playing different versions of a villainous, mischievous character. He can sing, man, too. Yes, he can. He can sing. And I knew he was cast as the coachman, but it took my eyes a bit to adjust to actually see him. The prosthetics and the way he was realised visually was great. It was really good. it was really good. One thing I did have a bugbear with, okay, in terms of the characters, Mm -hmm. everybody has a bloody different accent. Yeah, where are they? Are they in France? (laughs) What is that about? Well, I thought it was Italy. Oh. I don't know. No idea. You know, so you've got the Cockney coachman, Jersey Seagull, which is also an introduced character. Why? Why? Yeah, Yeah. that's pointless. Italian Geppetto. Like all these different characters have different accents and I don't remember if that was in the animation or not, but why? Yeah, that bothers me too. I don't know why they would have done that. (laughs) Riddle me this. Does it matter though? Did it take <laughs> me, you it out of it? Yeah, I mean, sure. I was like, where are we? Where Why are all we? these people have different accents? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit displacing. You're right. <laughs> it's a little bit. Let's wrap up our review of Pinocchio. What do you think? Okay, yeah, let's give it a go. Okay, I don't think this movie deserves the vitriol that it's getting. Pinocchio has all the magic of the original and then some. Is it the same? No, of course it's not. It's a live action update of an 82-year-old animation, people, from a director with his own distinct style using all the modern CGI technology available. So adjustments need to be made. It has to be different because audience expectations are different. And if you adjust your own expectations that it's not going to be a frame-for-frame copy, you'll find this one hits all the important nostalgic beats. Well, until the end. That is when it changes direction. Yeah. But I'm going to give Pinocchio three and a half popcorn kernels out of five. Well, when you wish upon a star, dreams really do come true. But for Pinocchio, I'm not sure Zemeckis has nailed his own dream in adapting this classic story he so loved. This review has been hard for me because I still enjoyed the film. I just don't think it quite came together as seamlessly as it could have with, you know, those pacing issues and an unbalanced new versus old tone with inconsistent CGI throughout. There is a beautiful story being told here and for young audiences it will hopefully guide them to live a braver, more truthful and unselfish life. At the end of the day, I am unconvinced we needed another Pinocchio film, let alone this remake as part of Disney's near-decade-long obsessive strategy to reimagine their IP for modern audiences. But I am going to rate Pinocchio three popcorn kernels out of five. Well, Pinocchio is now streaming on Disney Plus with a subscription to the service from September Eight. And whether we want them or not, these live action remakes are just going to keep coming. I know. Thanks for the reality check. <laughs> it's the truth of it. Yeah. It is. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Come and join in the conversation. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.